Good morning. It's Monday. <laughs> and you, my friend, are a Monday person. It is Monday, November the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm John David Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Beginning today, this is our last week of the first half of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14. Let's pray consecration this morning. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, The Absurdity of the Half Marathon. Our text is Acts chapter 14, verses 1 to 7. Hear now the word of the Lord. At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went, as usual, into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there, speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of His grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among both Gentiles and Jews, together with their leaders, to mistreat them and stone them. But they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding country where they continued to preach the gospel. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Same Paul, same Barnabas, new town, new synagogue, same story. Many believe and eager to hear. Others jealous and eager to reject them. As we come to chapter 14 in the close of this first half of the marathon of the Acts of the Apostles, we need a come-to-Jesus moment together. These two men are doing their dead-level best to do good, to tell the story of God, to invite people to the real life for which they were made. They were building up a new kind of community who would worship God in spirit and in truth and not just in an ancient form with mindless motions. They were establishing a new kind of fellowship where they didn't invite the poor to come to the community pantry, but into their homes 
They were establishing a new kind of outreach, not one built on the good-intentioned words of, we'll be praying for you, but established on the healing ministry of Jesus and praying with the sick and others in need of a miracle. They attracted lots of window shoppers, a number of buyers, and yet many other detractors and outright enemies. These two sentences from today's text sum it all up. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of His grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. There was a plot afoot among both Gentiles and Jews, together with their leaders, to mistreat them and stone them. Why do people oppose the kingdom of God? What is wrong with people? It reminds me of the refrain from the Billy Currington country song from a few years back. God is great. Beer is good. And people are crazy. And I'm sure I'll get punched for quoting such a lyric here, but you know what they say about country music. Three chords and the truth. I think it was probably on days like that where Paul learned lessons like this. He would later write in letters like these. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 6, 11 and 12. This is a war. Remember? But it is not a war against people, crazy as they can be. This is a war against Satan and darkness, against the powers of sin and death. The war is already won, and we will finally win. But the battle must still be fought all the way to the end. Hey, that kind of sounds like the makings of a good song. The war is already won. And we will finally win. But the battles must still be fought all the way to the end. Anybody got a melody? This war will not be won by angry politicians slandering each other and scorching the earth while promising panaceas of prosperity. To be sure, we need God-fearing, honest public servants, but this battle belongs to the Lord and will only be won by consecrated saints on their knees. This is the, <laughs> this is the come to Jesus part. Must we make him wait out our funerals to get to his victory? He's waited out entire generations before littering the boneyards of history with wasted lives who wouldn't wake up. My friends, the time is fulfilled. The Kairos moment is now. The kingdom of God is at hand. Wake up, sleeper. 
rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It is past time for the church, for our churches, for you and me to get on a war footing again. The age of cozy, quiet time Christianity is past. The neighbor three houses down, the one you've never met because they never come out, is dying of hunger for food and friends. Friends, we are living in the age and are of the generation, I suppose, who invented the absurdity of the half marathon. Let that sink in for a minute. Since when is the halfway point the finish line? You are in it to the very end. You are a marathoner. No 13.1 sticker for your car. You are the full 26.2. We are coming upon the moment for which we were made. The time for which we were sent. The domesticated church of corrupted Christendom has collapsed. The situation is not going to correct itself and somehow gradually trend better. It will take an awakening. It is time to sow for a great awakening. We have all reaped where we have not sown. It is time to sow where we will not reap. It is time, high time, past time, to sow for a great awakening. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. And the question, what is the state of your own awakening these days? Still in deep sleep? Hitting the snooze bar? Trying to get out of bed? Still drinking that third cup of coffee? Filling your pockets with seeds? Out and about sowing those seeds? Enlisting other sowers, giving away alarm clocks as Christmas presents, investing your financial resources in sowing for awakening, 
breaking open the jar of costly perfume and wasting it at the feet of Jesus? For our hymn today, we're going to sing the classic. I opened the hymnal. I said, what are we singing today, Lord? And it landed on page 236. It's not how I normally pick the hymn, but that's how we're picking it today. Number 236. The Old Rugged Cross. We'll sing all four verses. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown Oh, that old rugged cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me for the dear lamb of god left his glory above to bear it to dark calvary so I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it some day for a crown In that old rugged cross Stained with blood so divine, a wonderful beauty I see. For twas on that old cross, Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross, rugged cross, till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross, rugged cross, and exchange it someday for a crown. Skip it all we got. Verse 4. To the old rugged cross, I will ever be true. Its shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday. To my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. 
So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down Hand on your heart, I will cling To the old rugged cross, rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Amen. Let the church say amen. Guys, thank you. Thank you for letting us have that come to Jesus on a Monday morning. There's nothing like getting the week started out with a good old cold shower. <laughs> we just had what you call a cold plunge. We're going to start off running this week. We're not even walking. We're running in the race marked out for us. We're casting off the sin that so easily entangles every encumbrance. We're running the race marked out for us. It's marked out for us, guys. It's not 13.1. It's 26.2. It's the marathon. It's not the half marathon. We're just getting started. But the secret, right? I'm giving you Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. The secret, keeping our eyes fixed on the finish line? Nope. Keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author, the pioneer, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured such opposition that you not grow weary and lose heart. All right, guys. It's time to get our seats together. It's time to hit the fields today. It's time to be ready, to be open, to be willing. The Holy Spirit is whispering all around you. As you turn to the right or the left, he'll say this way, that way. Do this, do that. Just be attuned. All right, I'm going to be hitting the field myself today. I'll be looking for you out there. I'll be that guy over there in the cloud of dust. <laughs> I'll be that guy waving. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.